Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we have with us Lindsay Maloney. Lindsay is a business coach, hosts the top-rated podcast, Book Your Dream Clients, and a homeschooling mom of three. Lindsay helps female coaches create six-figure businesses by building out their signature offers and designing dreamy client packages without the busy work. Not only has Lindsay built multiple six-figure businesses while working full-time and homeschooling her three kids, she also has been featured on dozens of podcasts in major platforms like Forbes, Thrive Global, and Lady Boss Blogger, and she is on a mission to help women online coaches remove the hustle mentality so they can have a business and life they love and is in complete alignment with their ultimate dreams and visions. So if you don't know already, gosh, this is like straight alignment here. We're in for an amazing conversation. So I just want to thank you, Lindsay, for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And so, of course, you know, we like to start with all this awesomeness that you do, but let's pull the curtain back a little bit and talk about how you got here. What was the journey like to, you know, get to where you're at today? Whenever I listen to somebody read my bio, I always like just rewind it to the way beginning because it seems like I'm listening to somebody else thinking about where, where I started. And I started out as a mom of one. I had gone through a 90 pound weight loss after having my first baby and having people ask me how I did it. And I started saying the same thing over and over again. This is when, you know, Facebook was just there and there was no Instagram. Pinterest was invitation only. And I was like, well, I keep saying the same thing over again. Maybe I should have a website. So I found like a free way to have a website. And then it started building to maybe I should learn more about health. And I started falling in love with health and nutrition, just being a better person. Like it's, this wasn't something that I was familiar with at all. And over the duration of a few years, I had acquired some certifications. I was doing personal training in my basement. And, and then I found out I was having my second baby. And so. When she was born, I hit pause on everything, focused on her and, you know, my oldest. And then things started to get a little bit, you know, you develop your routine and everything's going good. Like, I kind of miss being a part of Instagram and just having those, like, you know, when you first started your business, you loved learning about everything, all the podcasts and like, you couldn't get enough. I missed all of that. So I started diving back into health coaching joined my first program. It was like $250 going to help you set up your business, like actual legit business. And I I finished it within two weeks and I fell in love with the business side of it so much. So I completely stopped my health coaching and transformed into a business coach. I've always loved a business. I went to school for business. I played office since I could get my hands on paper and pen and calculators. It was always my favorite thing. So I mean, it just made natural sense for me to just be a business coach. And from then on, you know, that was six plus years ago when I transformed into a business coach. It's been me helping women all around the world start and scale their coaching businesses, every kind of coaching business I could think of. And now I have three kids, we homeschool, and I still am growing in my career. So 
I love to talk to women about you don't have to choose. You can have both. And I like creating a way for your business to actually keep you from being that overwhelmed coach. I want you to have a happy business. That's really important to me. I've gone through times where I wasn't as happy growing my business and I see clients go through it too. So that's kind of my my that's kind of my stake in in here is I want to make sure that you are not only a successful coach, but a happy coach too. Oh, I love that. And all that you just shared really resonated with so many different facets of my own personal experience as well from like, you know, getting started into the to the online space. And, you know, I hired my first fitness coach at the time, so I can relate. And I was so gung-ho, like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Look at this transformation. I too. And so then it got me into, um, I started my personal brand into the fitness health coaching space. But how quickly I I realized my pat that's a passion, but it wasn't of something that I could sustain. And so business now, through and through, I would say that I I was born an entrepreneur at eight years old. I'm like, you know, selling little Debbie snacks to family for twice the price and I would be recouping my investment. So it's just really cool when you can look back on on the pathway, those little breadcrumbs that led you to where you're at today and, and recognizing that all of those little stones that you stepped on were pieces to the bigger picture of what you are actually about to embark on. And so I love that you shared about that with the health and wellness and and kudos to you for, you know, really reclaiming your your health and wellness, um, you know, after your first child. And now you had this experience and you were able to give back and help coach others as well. And so now building that had led to another curiosity. And now you have a, a business, a coaching program that you help other coaches as well. So I love the through line through the story because you have had personal experience hands on in each of these things that you now are not only helping clients. But you're living this in this everyday life. So I love all that. So thank you for sharing. And I know sometimes our bios can be like, oh my gosh, it feels so big and lofty. Like, is that me? You're really reading that about me? But it gives us such an an affinity for the transformation and the growth that came through it that led us to where we're at today. So I'm curious to know also, you know, when you've embarked on this journey and now you're at where you're at today, what are some of the challenges that you had to encounter that was really, you know, I guess, life developing and character building skills that had led you to where you're at today? I would say one of the biggest was thinking that I had to do this like everyone else. So when I started to listen to people online talk about, you know, quitting your nine to five, hiring a team, that's kind of all I heard. And I thought, okay, well, I wasn't in the position to quit my nine to five when I started my business and that was fine. So I started hiring all these people to help me, but then I felt really out of alignment with creativity, with thinking of new things because I felt like I had to keep on their schedule and I was off of mine and I have a very full plate. I kind of need to be in charge of my schedule. And I thought, well, why am I hiring all these people to be a part of my business? I don't even feel like I'm a part of my business. And so I had to stop listening to all of that advice and really rein it in and be in charge again. And I'm kind of the person I just need to feel I need to be in charge. So that's how I need to be. (laughs) And maybe that's the oldest child in me, but I need to have control. So I had to figure out if I'm going to be in control of my business and 99% of my business, how am I going to make this work? Because I don't have eight hours a day to dedicate to this. So I had to really streamline everything, tighten stuff up, be as lean as possible. 
So my business is fully functioning without me having to push it. So I had to figure that out myself. And that, like everything in life, you're going to figure it out as you make mistakes and produce and you're like, wow, I've gone through so much to get to where I am. The other thing was besides the quit your nine to five and the team was quitting your nine to five. I thought I had to do that in order to feel legit in this space. And I didn't even share that that was a part of my life for so long because I felt like if I tell people that I have a nine to five, they're not going to think that I know what I'm doing or that I'm that I'm confident in my business. And I am so very confident in my business. And if you do any research on, you know, if you want to become a millionaire, you want to be wealthy, you should have multiple streams of income, right? Not just one. So I work from home. I'm blessed to be at home with my kids. And if I'm happy with where I am, then I'm not going to let somebody else tell me that I shouldn't have this because I'm pretty happy with what I do. So again, I need to make sure that my business can be fully functional while I am growing in my career. So I have managed to make that happen. With, with growing kids and babies and all of that, we have, I've been a nomad throughout my house. My office has to be in the living room because I have a toddler. And finally, I'm in my office where I always, I've always wanted to be. But you go through all these growing spaces and changes and pains and all of those just to get to where you know you are destined to be. It's really just about how strong can you be to stand in your ground that this is how I want my business to look like. It's not going to look like anyone else's. And that's the point. And that's where you really thrive when you get into your own kind of groove of this is how we're going to do this. And I'm not going to listen to anyone else. And I'm going to do it my way. Oh, how much of that I resonate with. And I was just thinking that, thinking as you're, you're sharing that, like, you know, I just came off of a season where I can very much relate to where, you know, I had this big vision and this dream and all this stuff. And I started, you know, bringing in other people to help me do some of the, the heavy lifting per se and build this out. And then it became where I felt a disconnect from my own business. So I just want to thank you for sharing that vulnerable aspect of your business because not many people can really you know, honestly talk about that. It sometimes mm -hmm. it feels like, oh, we just do X, Y, and Z and everything's great and look at us and we're thriving. And if you're, like you said, if you're not making a million bucks, you're not working hard enough. But it's like finding that balance and that line that aligns mostly with you. And I think that that line, just from my own perspective here, is that line of contentment where what is content for you is not for other people and vice versa. And it's about finding where can you be in your life? What did you create a business for? What was the life, uh, lifestyle and expectations for yourself? And are you meeting those become the measuring goals? Are you meeting those expectations? Then you don't need the outside perspective, you know, shouting out that you haven't hit these big milestones mm -hmm. and mile markers, according to them. And it causes that big disconnect. So I love that you just, you know, stayed in your lane, worked, worked to where it felt in alignment for you and for your family. While you're constantly doing this growth aspect on the side where it's like, I want more challenge. I want to grow the business as well, but I also have to learn from my own personal experience. So like, how can I, you know, be the brand, the business and the mind behind it? So you're still on that personal growth and development stage as well. So thank you for sharing that. That was uh, definitely relatable. And I, and oddly enough, I was just on a, a podcast earlier and we had talked about that how there's so much noise in the business online space where it tells you that if you haven't met x y and z you're not working hard enough and then that creeps in that insecurity self-doubt and that hustle right I, I think you know you had mentioned about hustling and it's like that's a word that's so overused and 
chance I hear it and I'm tired. If I get tired from it. So yeah, I don't like the word hustle. It doesn't resonate with me. And I have to hustle in being a mom and everything else. And I'm not going to apply that to business either. That's that's too much. Exactly. And so when we talk about like the hustle mentality, it's it feels like the, it's very on demand, right? You never get a break. You never slow down. And that hustle is just going to lead to burnout. And you've already said like, no, 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 I got priorities. Like my business is great and it's a means, but my family comes first. And so recognizing that living in a place where it could be very dangerous to be in a high demand all the time. Now, I want to talk briefly about your business model. Now, when you offer your programs and courses to to your clients, what is your typical strategy? Because I know we talk about, you know, you see a lot about launch after launch and the constant evolution and how you're showing up coming from that hustle mentality into launch, 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 right? So is that kind of that fine line where it's like, oh my goodness, can we just slow down a bit? Oh, I, yes, I can talk for hours on this. So my latest lesson, 2022, was my strategy. I remember documenting how I'm going to grow in 2022 during Christmas break. I'm going to do the same webinar every single month. I'm going to run ads. And I'm going to grow my signature program, Santa Coaching Academy. It's been around for years. And that worked for a while. And then all of a sudden, I just hit a wall. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so tired of this launch lifestyle. It's too much for me. I thought I made it easy for me by just kind of, you know, rinse and repeat, run ads and whatnot. And it just, I don't know, I hit a wall. I had to drag myself in front of the computer. And I've never felt like that before. I was almost angry that this wasn't working out the way I planned because if sometimes we feel like if we plan it out, it should go to according to plan. Like I've been doing this for years. Why isn't this working? And I was like, what, I, what, what was I doing wrong? And I couldn't figure it out. I stopped my launch plan. I believe it was in August of 22. And I thought I need to do something else. I felt dry. I felt like I can't pull anything from my brain. I don't, I don't know. You know, you get to those moments. I just don't know. And I found a way to get my creativity back and I started creating micro offers and I just kept pumping them out and I kept doing things the way I wanted to do them. I kept doing things that made people like raise their eyebrows and think, what is she doing? Why is she changing this? Why is she removing this? She is taking this away. Now she's adding this. I felt like I was just sparking things like I'm doing it this way and I'm doing it this way. I just completely changed my business overnight. And I would have never done that a year before that because I thought, no, I have to stick to the plan. <laughs> if I don't stick to the plan, if I don't follow the instruction manual in front of me, everything will blow up. Well, you're going to get to that point or you're going to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I have to make changes or this is done. And so I just started to tighten up a lot of boundaries. I removed a lot of things that I was offering. I added new things. And I've continued to do that for the past six plus months, over six months, because this is the way that I wanted to do it. It was like I opened up this door to this works way better for me. So my membership changed. I I knocked my price of my membership to $5 a month. That was the scariest thing I've ever done. I started to launch these micro offers in a way that felt super easy for me. And I started to teach other people how to do it. And they started bringing in new income into their businesses because they're like, I see what you're doing and it makes me feel happy. Like I get messages from people saying, 
you've made me feel excited to get up in the morning and work on my business. And I haven't felt that way in a long time. It's like the energy that I have is inspiring people to do what I wanted to do so long ago. And like that matters to me. I don't care if I'm not doing a, you know, five-figure launch anymore. I just, I want people to feel good about their businesses. And if I can take, you know, a new micro offer launch, like I've been doing the math today, and take that income, that could replace a new client income coming in, which gives me an hour back with my family, which gives me more time than I don't have to be on Boxer. It gives me more time to work on homeschool. It gives me more time to spend in the garden with my kids this summer. Like that means more to me than being in front of a screen coaching because I can coach you better through this. It's finding better ways to work with people and offering different modalities for people to learn from me. So that is what's really important to me now. I couldn't have gotten there if I wouldn't have learned those hard lessons along the way. Oh, I love that you shared all that because it's so true, right? When we go at something and thinking, okay, this had worked before. This system has worked. Therefore, we must repeat. But, you know, with having that repetitiveness could eventually become this high demand and expectation, which sounds all well and good at the beginning. But once you're in the the midst of it, you realize, wow, this is actually something I didn't want. This is overgrown. It's overconsuming and it's becoming very taxing and the pressures are unrealistic. And so recognizing that and making those small changes up front to kind of pull back, okay, what it is you want? And then you're like, all right, this is it. We're going all in with this new plan. And so recognizing that it's okay to change your business model. It's okay to remove offers, to extend offers, to make all these changes, right? And I feel like, you know, I've been in a space where it feels like if you make those changes, the disruption will be so large that it will impact your clients and therefore your clients will leave because it's not the thing that they thought that they were getting, right? How did how did that change for you? Did you receive any of that feedback or was that even a, a kind of scary thought as you were doing this? One of the things that I did with my clients was I tightened up boundaries around Boxer. Mm. So if you guys use Boxer, it's, you know, that walkie-talkie app that goes ding, ding, ding on your phone and you have a text or a voice message. Well, I was starting to get like, ooh, every time I heard it, like it, it can be, it was triggering for me to fire up the anxiety. And, and when I did sit down and look at what are the things that are really, I, with no other word to say what bothering me in my business, one was that. And yes, I could remove the the rings and dings on my phone and I could shut off my notifications. But if I just had the instinct to just go check Voxer and, and I saw I had a 10 minute Voxer from somebody, I just like, I resented even having this as an option with my clients. And then I I wasn't in the right energy to listen. And then I definitely wasn't in the right energy to respond. So I was like, well, why are you offering something that's bringing you anxiety? Why are, why are you doing that? And I thought, because I don't want to wait a whole month to wait to talk to my coach. So I'm not going to do that to my clients, which is, you know, a rightfully so thing. So I thought, well, how can I make this easier on me? What's the busiest day out of the week for you? And the day that really fires you up when you see that boxer come in. Wednesdays are crazy for us. So I wrote down no more Wednesdays. What else? Sundays. Why are you checking Boxer on Sundays? That's church day. That's family day. No, no more Boxer on Sundays. And so I'm bad Saturday in there too, because I want my Saturdays back. So then I was like getting a little like, wow, no more Wednesdays, no more Saturdays, no more Sundays. And no more afternoons and evening Boxers. So I trimmed the fat on that. 
And then I thought, well, how am I going to say this? And I, I had to coach myself through this whole thing. I made a PDF that said, Lindsay's hours, Mondays, check-in AMs, Tuesdays, check-in AMs, and Thursday, Fridays. No boxer on these days. I put it in their asana. I tagged them and they all said, thanks, good to know. And that was that. Yes, it's my responsibility as a coach to say, well, that's when I'm going to go in. You know, I can't complain about a boxer coming in at midnight on a Wednesday because they they can send it whenever they want. But I have to stick to my plan. And that's not, I am not checking on those days. I see you in there, but I'm not checking because that goes against my rules for my sanity, for my peace of mind, for my system. And I can be a better coach to you when I get those breaks. That was scary. But once I did it, it felt so good. Wow, I can imagine so. And I it was clapping for you because it, it's, <laughs> you know, to really own that and, and put yourself out there and be so firm, like, nope, this is it. And even if there's going to be a little bit of backlash or, you know, a client might get upset, it's now you you have set those non-negotiables. And this is where staying within those parameters you're also teaching your clients the same thing. Go after what you want. This is these are hard no's. These are hard yeses. This is where we lie. And yeah, send send your questions, send all your stuff, but don't expect a reply until these days. So I love that for you because it, it shows that you're taking back that power for you where and it feels like we're so spread thin that we feel powerless and out of control. And so obviously, you know, how to sustain building a, a sustainable business. I'm curious to know, like, how do you start focusing on that long-term growth and building your business for the years to come after you've implemented some of these changes? You mentioned about micro offers. So before we dive into that question, I did did mean to ask you, can you explain what a micro offer is? It's a thing that I have decided is the way that I can help you grow a product suite for your coaching business. Micro offer to me is like anything between it could be a dollar to $97. It's a small product. It can be audio, video, workbook, whatever modality, but it's something that you create and you add to your site. You launch it in a way that feels good for you and people can purchase it whenever they want. It's like a low ticket way for people to get in the doors with you. I love that because that way your touch points to work with you, obviously your one-on-ones would be your highest investment. And in a been hearing even just in conversations with other entrepreneurs and business owners as well is that they have these incredible offers. They're one-on-ones or even group coaching. And just through conversation, we're just like, hey, listen, I'm striking out. I'm not getting the clients that I want. And I was asking them, I said, well, what are your touch points to get to you? They're like, well, you know, people come through my my social media or through my email marketing campaigns. And then I tell them about these offers and they're just like, well, that's all well and good, but that's much too large of an investment. And so their concern is that they're losing that customer because they're outpriced on the offer. And I had asked them, I said, well, what is your value offers? What is the value ladder for this customer's journey? They need smaller touch points, smaller incremental investments to really feel that they can go all in on you. Not that there's something wrong with you. It's the stepping stones. You take this big jump. They haven't had enough exposure to know one, can they trust themselves, let alone can they trust that this program or service that you have is going to get them the results that they, they're looking for. And that had been a game changer just even through our small community of our clients in our mastermind. And just changing that, all of a sudden our ladies went back to the drawing board and they started coming up with these, what you call micro offers. And I was just curious because I hadn't heard that term yet. So 
I love that you brought that up because it's like, yes, even though there's smaller incremental steps, you're impacting the lives of more individuals to get them closer to you. So you're essentially buying back that time. And it's like a trade-off. Like you said, maybe I don't have the clients, but yet the people coming in through my micro offers have supplemented that loss of a client mm-hmm. because now I have the time back to go spend with my family and friends and and do all the things that really light you up. So thank you for clearing that up because like I said, I hadn't heard of that. I'm sure our listeners hadn't heard of a micro offer as well. So back to my question before I totally tangented off of there. <laughs> so when you're focusing on on starting that new business model and, you know, start focusing on the long-term growth and building that business, how does this come about? What are some of your processes to sustain that? Well, when I have a client come to me who is like, I want to be a health coach and, you know, we narrow it down how she's going to help somebody. We have to start with the client work. I will always say work with clients before you start designing like your signature group program, for example. And I I model it off of how I started. I started working one-on-one with clients. I had a one package out there and I had clients choose it and we'd work together for three months and then another one would come in and we'd work together. Then I had found, okay, I'm saying the same thing over and over again. I could just put this into a program. So I designed a group program, a thousand dollar program. And now they can just go do it without me one-on-one if they can't, you know, they it's not in their budget to work with me one-on-one. They could go invest in Standout Coaching Academy for $1,000 and do exactly what I did to get to where I am now. They can do that. So you work backwards. Clients, signature program, then maybe you want to add in a membership. That, that This is what I did. There's no right or wrong way. So I launched my membership three years ago. That's been running. My membership is a way for me. It was actually a creative outlet for me. I didn't want to add any more content into my signature program. Because there's so much in there. So I'm like, I need a place to put all these ideas. So that's why my membership was born. Membership is rolling. And now I have so much to give. I will never stop. So now I launch micro offers at least once a month. And so it's like, you should start with clients. Go with your program. So you have that big, you know, signature thing that people can go and just get everything they need. But then you're also, like you said, you're building that value ladder backwards and like, well, then what would be the next step? How could somebody else come to work with you? But then what? And usually the default was freebies, have free stuff out there. Well, I have plenty of free stuff out there over the years and I have zero desire right now yeah. to to do anything for free because I have I have invested in myself greatly and I spend money on my knowledge that I give to you. So Instead of downloading something for free from me, you can go listen to a podcast that I'm on someone else's show. You can go listen to mine. There's so much you can get for free. But now, if you want any of my knowledge that I have right now, you can go and invest in one of my offers that I have. So I like to twist people's mindset because it is very resistant for a lot of people to say, well, I don't want to have a $5 thing out there. I'm like, well, get over yourself and start using this as a way to bring people in your doors instead of free stuff all the time. Why not just have get investors and on your list? You never know where that where that will go. And five dollars adds up really fast. Mm, So true. And so uh, for somebody who's maybe just starting out and be like, okay, well, that's great. I can I I'm kind of taking in this information, micro offers leads them into memberships, leads them into my signature program, leads them into my one-on-one clients. So for somebody who's listening, you know, maybe this is something even for for our community 
when we had that conversation where they're trying to go after the higher ticket items. Well, not having enough touch points, but what happens then if that individual doesn't have enough of a following or a buy-in and, and they're only getting the $5 kind of, you know, yeah, I made five bucks this month because I have one person, right? Yep. So how would you talk to another business owner in that sense where it's not $5 is for one client, but the point of that client is now it's retaining that client acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. So now they've come in, they drop $5, they're learning from you. Hopefully it was value packed because the goal is just, you know, share as much value as possible because really the value that walking them up that ladder is coming into your space one-on-one, which is a wealth of knowledge, right? So what would you say to that lady who is listening, who is just like, I can't survive off of $5. I got to go hustle to sell my, you know, $5,000 package. Mm -hmm. I get it because it's, it's simple math, right? Well, yeah, I can go buy a a gallon of milk. Great. Wonderful. I get that. And I always think whenever I go down to our store, like, you know, this costs $5 and, you know, that came in as I was driving down to the store. And so thank you for that. And I get, I totally get it. And here's what I want to say to somebody who's, who is, doesn't even want to try that strategy. Number one, get your coaching packages on your site, like get them on your site so people can apply to work with you and never have a coaching business. This is my opinion, but I think it's a fact for me. Never have a coaching business where you rely on -on one-on-one clients. Never do that because all you're going to do is rely on a stranger on the internet to say, yes, I want to be in your space for three months. Don't ever do that because you're just going to be in all kinds of weird vibes. Please don't do that. I remember asking a very well-known coach years ago. I got on a call and I said, I th- this is a weird question, but I, I've i never heard anybody want this, but this is what I want. I said, I just want people to be in my programs. And when clients come in, I just want them to be like bonuses, like at work. And he's like, well, yeah, if that works for you. I said, that works for me because I can't do a calculation of how many people are going to want to work with me this month. I don't want to do that. I don't want to live by that math, but I can live as these perks coming in, these clients, like that feels better to me. And I can let go of all attachment of a client. He's like, yeah, do what works best for you. I'm like, all right, see ya. And then I never went to another call because I was good. Yeah. And then I can hear, I can hear your arguments already coming in your head. Like, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say because you have, you've built what you've built. It's easy for you to say that. And I, I can come up with every argument because I've, I've created. And so what I would say back to you is (laughs) help yourself a little bit. If you need to go get a part time job, if you need to go and get a full time job, help yourself. There's no way I could have grown my business without my job. Okay. And no one talks about that. Like, this is reality. We have a home to pay for. I have I have kids that I need to buy homeschool stuff for. We have a refrigerator that we need to pay for that's coming on Friday because life happens, right? Help yourself. Your business should not be the source of your stress and your anxiety. So if you are in that space, find a way to help yourself. Any decision that comes in, in for your business, whether you should work with somebody or you should spend this money or whatever it is, use the gauge of, will I be okay if it doesn't work out? If you're not going to be okay, then find a way that you will be okay if it doesn't work out. Don't put yourself into such risk that me look really cool because you announced that you just spent $40,000 on a coach and it looks cool on an Instagram story. 
that might not be cool when you walk out of your office and you tell your other half that what you just did, right? You have to be you have to be smart about this. Honey, <laughs> oh, we're forty k in debt, but five dollars on an ebook that'll go yeah. over well. So oh, man, I can only imagine you being a fly out of walls, right? You have to be smart about this, okay? So if you're going to say five dollars isn't enough to pay my bills, of course it's not. So what do you need? You need to get your butt in front of people who can see you, who can feel what you're about. You need to treat showing up as if it's your job because it is your job. You need to show up on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you are, and show people that you are living the life that they are working towards. And you, it's your job to show them how to do that with, through your offers, through how you tell your story, how you portray you know, just an Instagram post, the caption, what does it say? What does it tell them? Do they feel like they hit a gold mine when they land on your Instagram profile? Are you being that person now? Do not wait until you have money coming in. You need to be the person right now and everything will follow. You have to give it some time and you have to let yourself off the hook a little bit. The part of this whole business thing is everyone holds off on being happy until they get those monumental moments. And that's you're missing the whole point. You need to be happy right now or else once you get there, you're not going to feel connected to it. You cannot hold all of your eggs in one basket by saying, I'll be happy once I get my first client. No, you won't. Your client is not the source of your happiness. You have to be happy first. People are going to want to work with somebody who's happy and you giving off that air of despair online isn't something that someone's going to want to sign up to work with. Hmm. I love how how just honest you you were with that. And, you know, the truth be told is that somebody who's just starting out, maybe that isn't an ideal time to quit your nine to five. Or, you know, if you're looking to take a step back from those higher ticket offers and you're like, yeah, well, if I only have five people in my inner circle and they all bought my ebook, then that's $25. But then what happens because I don't have another five and mass, you know, masses is a number game. And so when we look at it from, you know, learning from different gurus out there in online business space, they say, yeah, just, you know, have a micro offer. I'm using your term here. I like that word. Mm -hmm. But using that micro offer to get them in, yeah, well, what many people are struggling with is that they don't have the masses to get to that point. They're Mm -hmm. just starting. And so what are some tips and strategies for somebody who's like, how do I, how do I build that community or how do I get the masses? How do I get the reach when I'm spinning my wheels, creating this content, putting it out there on social media and I get crickets because it's, it's mm-hmm. the long game, right? And I think it can be very discouraging for somebody who is doing, checking all the boxes and doing all the things that is taught in this online space. But yet at the end of the day, they're out time, money and energy because there's nothing to return on their investment. So what, what, what would be some advice that you can share with some, with our listeners about that? Because I'm hearing this a lot, especially, you know, algorithms change, then one's favoring this, one's doing that. And so not only are you trying to run your business, but you're also trying to become this content creator and, and be, you know, into like productions of of videos and whatnot. And so it can feel very overwhelming because you're just like, Hey, I'm just trying to sell this incredible value packed X, Y, and Z. So. What are some of the tips and strategies that you can instill with, uh, to our listeners that might be at this point? Or to be honest, we've all struggled with this at some yeah, point. Yeah. I just created a class last week called 
business boost activated because I answered every single question you just said in there about like, what do you do when you're checking all the boxes and nothing's working? Like you think the internet's broken, you've hit refresh a thousand times and nothing is happening. Like what's going on, right? And especially right now, the atmosphere is just a little stranger than it was a few years ago. And so it's like, what do we do? I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but uh, I, I, I just see no movement. What, what should I do? And you have to find a person that you can learn from. And I'm not saying you need to go find a coach and you need to invest $12,000 and work with them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying go follow somebody and see what they're doing day by day and see if you can fit those strategies into what you're doing. Like, it's not hard to tell what I'm doing. If you just go follow me on Instagram stories, okay, well, maybe I can model the way she does stuff. Get on somebody's email list, see how they sell their stuff, see how, like, really, like, it's it's research that nobody talks about. That's a, that's a free research that you can do. Mm-hmm. Mimic it as much as you can. And then once it starts working, then, okay, maybe I can invest in working with somebody. Maybe I could buy a session and just get get in her back pocket for a day or a month or 12 months, whatever it is. You, you work with people who you, you resonate with that have the same values as you and you follow and you listen, you sit at their feet and you're like, I, I, I will absorb everything. Every time I launch something, I have the same people plus every single time join every single thing I do. And I probably repeat the same things. But the point of following people that you love is you're going to hear things differently because you're growing. And I could, I listen to myself sometimes like, and I, found myself taking notes on something that I said because I needed to hear that again in a different way because I was going through something myself. It's just kind of amazing how when you find somebody, you're like, this is my person. I feel like I'm at home when when I'm listening to them and I know that I can just fall back on them. Like, I think everyone needs to find somebody that they can look up to and just absorb what they're saying. I think that's really important. I think we all have those certain people in our lives we need to have those people in our business as well. And then when it comes to like actual tangible things you should you could do, you need to just start getting in front of more people. You know, have a Facebook group, do Instagram lives, do Facebook lives. What makes you excited? Get on podcasts. Podcasts are a great way to get exposure. Make your own podcast. Go on Pinterest, do organic marketing. Go on my Instagram profile and look up. I talk about organic marketing all the time because that's how I built my business. Start to invest in paid ads. Do the math. Be smart about it. If you make five bucks today, then invest $5 and see what happens. Like grow your list grow your presence. There's there's ways you can do this for free. I just mentioned a bunch of them. And then you can do things that you can pay for. Like there's ways to do it. But it's just it's just like the four seasons. Like we both live up in the north. We know there's lots of changes and there's lulls and there's excitement and there's growth. That's just the way business is. And letting off that pressure that you have on yourself is going to feel so much better than feeling like every every day has to be summer and spring and growth. There's going to be some times where you're going to have to pull back and where you can think and relax and like let things just sit for a minute. And that's okay. That's what business is. Mm, so many, so many tips right there. And, you know, you're rapid firing a bunch of just options and, and possibilities and so those are saying like, oh my gosh, I didn't even catch them all. Listen, you're not supposed to. Just catch what resonates with you and at least just get something that sticks on the stick, you know, on the on the wall and figure out what works for you at that point. How it is, I'm will be everywhere and everywhere in all the places all at once simultaneously and have them all spinning in motion 
equal, right? It's just that that's not reality. So only you know your business best. And so taking some of these uh, tips and, and strategies that Lindsay's sharing here today and just picking and choosing which ones to just start with and get you, you know, hopefully off the ground and, and in a direction that is best suited for you. And then I want to also add to know the power of community and collaboration. Find somebody that is in your shared space. And it, this is where sometimes it can get a little bit nitty gritty in the online space where you feel like they're your competitor. The truth is, if you all have the same common goal, like for example, mine is to empower women to become their best and most competent selves. And so all that starts from within. I partner with other lifestyle and wellness coaches because I don't coach. I look at that leverage as an asset, bringing in other people that can help facilitate and coach my community because I can't serve my community at every every dish that they possibly need. And so now, you know, I'm just using that as an example, but it's the same thing with me. How did I build my brand and business? I was on multiple podcasts. I published a book. Like these were things that I had to do, which, you know, to be honest, they were part of the growing pains. And so now as you continue building and growing your business, you can partner with people that are either ahead or even below because you never know that that's a new coming audience that as you built your business, you've already got created content that that serves your clients at different stages of their lives. So it's about networking and collaboration and building partnerships and trust, but it also means getting out of your own way and being open to exploring opportunities and possibilities. So I love that you shared all that because of course we just like pack so much information like right then and there. So hopefully our listeners aren't overwhelmed. If you are, make sure you reach out and connect with us because we definitely want to help and we're rooting for you and supporting you along the way. Now, I know that you had mentioned about that course that basically just answered all of my questions. How can people find it? Because if I got these questions that I'm asking for, you know, partly some of them are myself, but partly from our community as well. How can people find more about that offer and obviously ways to kind of combat those questions that are arising? Yeah, the business booze activated is on my website under my shop page. And that has company with all of all my other micro offers. And if you want to know what I'm currently offering, or if you're just an Instagram person, just go to my Instagram highlights. I use my highlight section as kind of your map on how to get to every single one of my offers. And you can easily find all the links there too. Awesome. So of course, how can our listeners find more about you and follow along on your journey and connect with you? I love connecting on Instagram. That's where I show up at least once a day, Lindsay underscore Maloney. And then on my website, everything that I talk about is all there ready for you. LindsayMaloney.com. It's pretty easy to find me. Awesome. So of course, all that will be in our show notes below. So be sure to check that out and definitely check out her programs. And and of course, all this awesome goodness that she has, because clearly she knows what she's doing and is there to support you and root for you as well. So helping you along the way. So don't be shy. Say hi. And so obviously everything will be there. So I just want to thank you, Lindsay, for being an incredible guest today and just sharing your vast wealth of knowledge and insight and experience as well. So I truly appreciate this time. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. This was really fun. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 